Welcome to the underground, the Steel City Underground, the black and gold standard for Pittsburgh Steelers coverage. Now, here's your host, Joe Kuzma and Brian E. Roach. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a, uh, another edition of the Steel City Underground podcast. Almost said special edition because it's not just myself. Hello, my name is Joe Kuzma. If you're new around these parts, you may not know this uh, fella here next to me on this program. It's been a minute, but he's looking around. I'm talking about you, Brian. What's going oh, on? Me. My friend. Oh, hey. Oh, oh, Brian me. E. Yeah, Roach. Hey. What's up? How you doing? I'm doing, man. What are you thinking? How, how are you doing? How's everybody doing? I hope everybody's doing great. I've I've been very busy. <laughs> I know. We've been saying that uh, on the show. We've been, in fact, you've probably been so busy you haven't listened to. Uh, I've been doing my Triumph the Insult Comic Dog routine. No, I actually haven't been, but I still been making fun of you. Please don't don't do that <laughs> for me to <laughs> poop on. <laughs> but you know, one thing I'm not gonna poop on. I'm not gonna poop what? on. I'm gonna get right to it, man. Okay. We don't really have an agenda. See, Zach, he likes being prepared. We pride our we pride wrong. ourselves on like that's just wrong. There's no topics bar here tonight, folks. Okay, there's no, yeah. um, there's no agenda. There's no bullet points. We're just gonna we're just gonna talk football. We're talking ball. Like if I if I get Zach like outside of now now mind you, not the professor, although he could wing it. We're talking about Flash here, Flash. He's got, he needs rigid structure as a young man, but you and I, the season vets, I think we could just wing it. I, he should not use, considering the tweet that he tweeted uh, either earlier today or, or yesterday, don't use the term rigid near him, <laughs> <laughs> please. <laughs> well, my friend, I think uh, I haven't gotten to speak with you much during this free agency period. And I know you could be as opinionated as anyone else. So I'd like to, I can, I'd like to get some of your opinions. Um, maybe what, you know what? We won't just go through. I think we'll go through the position groups real quick. I think that's the easiest sure. way to knock this through, knock this out and just discuss quarterback. We're happy. This might be the last time that we talked. The Steelers don't have all this crazy quarterback drama. that Everybody else does. And it's a good thing. So, yeah. um, happy. Uh, I mean, no, they haven't done anything with quarterbacks. In fact, we could probably go through quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight ends, really, for the most part. They haven't touched any of these uh, skill position groups. Like, with the offense, it's been almost all just offensive line. But quarterback, we were expecting maybe a move with Mitch. Mason Rudolph remains unsigned. They don't have a third quarterback that hopefully, knock on wood, you don't want to see anyways. You cool with the way quarterback has played out thus far? With this regime, I don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't have a problem with it. Um, you know, I, I would have been fine with cutting Mitch and bringing up that space, but at the same time, I think I said this earlier. I'm also fine with keeping him. Um, you know, and and having the, you know, at least somewhat known quantity there. Um, I will be fine if Mason can't find a home and he decides to come back here. Yeah. Uh, as as the third quarterback, um, I don't have a problem with any of that. I I did not expect them to make a big move at the quarterback position. Anyway, why would they? Um, so I I think there is a reasonable chance they draft a quarterback deep in this draft and have that person be the next groomed backup, uh, not to be a guy that takes Kenny Pickett's place, not to be Kenny's heir apparent not none of that nonsense right this is just if they draft a quarterback it's a guy that's designed to learn the system and just sit there and be the backup yeah. um so i'm not yeah. i'm not upset with the way the quarterbacks run out what did they do at running back nothing i don't care mm -hmm. um well, hold, on, hold on hold on hold on let me go back to quarterback real quick and like you were saying okay. late because uh, i mentioned something on the last show and somebody had mentioned in the comments they were like oh i didn't mean to insult your intelligence right no i didn't feel insulted at all but i'm glad like most of the people are very civil in the comments uh, at least for now, <laughs> they well, have you know, wait, now that yeah. I'm back, that, that'll change. Yeah, if I'm here, probably. That, I'm sure that civility is going to go right out the window. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd mentioned something about like, I I'd mentioned like late fifth, sixth round picks or something. And they'd mentioned, well, Joe, the Steelers don't have a fifth or sixth round pick. I said, not yet. <laughs> Very strong possibility with the way we've seen Andy Weidel coming off of the, 
the uh, learning tree of the Philadelphia Eagles and the way they stockpile picks. But we've seen even Kevin Colbert move back into or move up and, you know, move around or whatever. Or they trade a player. Maybe they trade a player. Maybe Mitch gets traded. You never know. And never know. You never know. There there could be something. Kevin where, Dotson could get traded. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Somebody. Wow. I never really thought of that one. That's pretty. That's, that's a deep cut, man. That's a deep cut. If you could get something for Kendrick Green, I would say trade him. But then again, you can't. You can't yeah. get. You can't get cut grass for Kendrick Green right I now. I think. I think if, <laughs> if Edwards, li- if Edwards listening, Ed, man, I love your messages. Keep them coming. But man, you can't get a draft pick for everyone. <laughs> it's just not possible. <laughs> There's certain you guys. That, yeah, it's just not going to happen. Um, As a Steelers fan for 27 yeah. years, I can tell you that that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, but uh, the first round pick, 17. Two second round picks, the first overall pick of the second round, which yes. could be maybe listed as 32 or 33, depending on which list you're looking at and whether or not the Dolphins is in there. It'll be the 49. 32nd player taken. Yes, 49. That's why I said first pick of the second round. Pick yes. 49, pick 80. So there's a lot of good picks there. And then uh, 120, and then they don't come back around on the horn again until 234 and 241. So yeah, that, that last day of the draft is going to be a drag for a long period of time. Uh, it's going to matter. Uh, if they do the draft party thing, that's like, they don't have anything. Oh, to that's announce. right. That's they don't have anything we have to, to announce. We have, <laughs> yeah, we, we have to, we'll have to, we have to see if we're going to go. Right. I mean, we, we sometimes go to that. Yeah. Uh, the fan fest uh, last year. Did we go last year? Yeah. Well, I came in extremely uh, late to it because yeah. I was coaching my daughter's soccer team. We yeah. had like a, a 10 o'clock or something, 11 o'clock game, and then had to I coast think over about there. that. Forgot yeah. all about Fan Fest. I have to think about that. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to keep it in mind, too. You, you were talking about doing something live from there. I'm like, ah, you know, we would have been talking about Chris Oladokun, and that's pretty, pretty much what you're thinking of if they add somebody else. But you know, the move would have been. Uh, if they would have done something with Mitch Trubisky yet. And then yeah. it's not maybe necessary at this time. There's going to be some wheeling and dealing going on during the draft. I think with a lot of teams running back, you're absolutely correct. What, what do they have to do there? Najee Harris uh, or Najee Harris. Uh, I'm going to get some hate mail over that one. Uh, Jalen Warren emerged. Still got Anthony McFarland on what? Futures contract, I believe. Master Teague on a futures contract, I believe. Benny Snell's floating around out there in space. They could add another body draft or otherwise. Veteran player, bring uh, even bring Snell back if they so felt inclined to, although I don't think they would. And, um, Probably not, no. Nah, you, you know what? After you've already had a guy for like three, four years and it hasn't yeah. worked out, you move on. It's nothing personal. It's, it's part of the business, plus... They, they, not a lot of money, but they still get more money as a veteran minimum than say like a seventh round pick or something or another fourth round pick in, in the future. And I keep mentioning too, you got uh, USFL is coming up, XFL is still in progress, and these players are going to become available for NFL teams to sign. So there's a lot of NFL teams that may have already been stacked up to 80 some players, 85 players. And then they make some other trimmings here or there. A lot of teams yeah. hovering in there at 65, 70 to probably add maybe five to 10 names of off of those type of street. And also those street free agents aren't available like they were before too, because of these spring leagues. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, I think something will happen there. Wide receiver. We're going to do a, me and flash are going to do a whole show on this. So I don't want to like not necessarily glossing over it, but at the same time, I will just give you my take. I yeah. think they will sign some vet wide receiver. That's my whole take. At some point, whether it's it's immediately after the draft, whether it's sometime in between now and then, they will add a veteran to the room uh, because the room is pretty young. But it's not going to be some flashy, you know, super name and that anybody's really going to care about. No, Odell Beckham Jr. No, it's not going to be Odell. Odell Beckham, Beckham Jr. No, Odell Beckham Jr. Odell Beckham Jr. Dan Orlovsky is just his willingness to, to become a thing. And it's just like no one. It's that meme where it's like no one and it's blank. And that's like yeah. Dan Orlovsky with a picture of no Dell. It's no Dell. No Dell Beckham Jr. No Dell. <laughs> yeah. And I know so far it doesn't sound like we got a whole lot of anything that Omar Khan's done to be called best offseason moves, but we're getting there. We're getting there. But wide receiver wise, it's like, okay, right now, probably draft. I mean, they didn't move on from Gunner oh, yet. I'm sure they'll draft one. Steve they... Sims left. Uh, Miles yeah. Boykin's still floating around out there. They did sign Anthony Miller 
who got hurt last year with the IR or whatever. But I mean, when you got Deontay Johnson, you've got George Pickens, you don't have to add a whole lot to this just yet, nor do they have to spend a whole lot, a lot of money at this position. You float over to tight end. You've already got Pat Fryermuth. This is what getting those skill position players were. You and I talked about this over the last several years when Ben was still uh, playing quarterback. It's like, okay, you've got the guys that are maybe going to help him at the tail end of his career. And then you've got the guys that are going to help the next guy. You know, yep. and we're going through all of them. And Zach Gentry, uh, we still haven't seen the official official word, but there's been reports that said he's being uh, re-signed by the Steelers. I got Connor Hayward. So that group's pretty in pretty good shape as well. You jump over to the offensive line, and this is where you start talking about. Now you start to have some fun. Yeah. Now the best you off- can start to have some fun. <laughs> we, were, we were excited about Nate Herbig, although I was still – I was. My trepidation, right? Boy, is that is that young man too eager and too happy? <laughs> he just loves the game of football. It reminds and he me, just, he just loves it. <laughs> it. Were you were you a fan or watched the, the television show Lost? Uh, I watched. I will tell you, I watched the first season of Lost. Thought it was fantastic. Was loved it. Thought it was great. Watched the first two episodes of the second season. Went, this is dumb. <laughs> oh come on! It doesn't get really dumb until like you know the. I don't know. Maybe that is when it started to get dumb. <laughs> fall off the like, rails. This is dumb. It's just dumb. That's another I one. I don't of those know how shows. many seasons it got through, but it was just dumb. I was like, what? No, six or seven. Dumb. I think there's probably some real big, like lost addict. That's like, no, it was exactly 46 episodes or something like that. But uh, no, uh, Nate Herbig reminds me of Hurley on that show. The guy who won with the lottery number. Oh, yeah, the lottery I, know, I know who that guy is. Yeah, yeah the, the curly hair and everything. That's what he reminds me of. But about uh, the same, looks like they're about in the same uh, shape, too. Yeah, but, well, <laughs> if rounds of shape. Uh, try, my, 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 my holding back on getting too excited about free agent signings was, okay, anybody could probably be an upgrade over Kendrick Green or possibly even Kevin Dotson. Uh, but I'm like, is this guy like the actual starter material? Or are we drinking too much of the Andy White? Oh, no. He's your swing. He's your, he's your back. Well, we know that, that now is. because the later move, uh, being yeah. Isaac Sumbalo. Now that I'm letting you say his name. I'm not even trying to say grown his name. ass man. Just say the grown ass man, formerly yes, of the, the Philadelphia the, Eagles. Yeah. And you say, which the, one He is a grown ass man. Yes, that's right. <laughs> but, uh, uh, I, that the, now, now you got some stuff to be pumped up about. Um, you know, a, a, a middle of the line of Isaac Mason and James Daniels. That's, that's some good stuff right there. Uh, I like that. Uh, that makes me happy. That's uh, <laughs> rock hard, baby. I didn't um, say that. I'm, I'm old. I, I don't, I don't have those kind of problems anymore. <laughs> I just say, you know, it's, it makes me happy. <laughs> well, what about blue pills, man? The blue pills. Uh, he... Look, I'm going to tell you, these are the only blue pills I take. What What the hell is that? It's for f- ner- nerve pain in your feet because I'm old. <laughs> yeah, I feel for you. I remember I was discussing this years ago over we were at the mall in Robinson over at one of the TSC things. I remember oh, wait, you. Here's, here's another blue pill I take. I don't know what that is. And you got to describe this for the people that are listening noon, and not watching. Noon is a, uh, like a, a thing you put in your water and it makes it fizzy. Uh, oh. And you drink it after you work out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or that, run like, or like, hike or whatever. Electrolytes. And Neo, like, Mayo, whatever. Yeah, like, that, it's like that kind of crap. Kool-Aid. Yeah. But no sugar. Why, I get my, this is no sugar in it. I like you know, that. I'm not sure that those actually have the sugar in it. Um, the, the little packets. The little packets. I don't, like, know. I don't like The sugar. red Hawaiian punch. Sugar I'm out on. I could do like the... See, they got crazy names for the Hawaiian punch flavors too. It's just I, I just know the red, and then there was like, well, there's a blue, and then there's like a teal one, and there's like all these, and they got different names should, like Typhoon Blue or something. And there should not be a blue beverage. I'm just saying. Oh well, they got the blue milk in Star Wars. Well, that's it, but that's sci-fi. It's a different thing, you know. But, but it's a, a, a in a galaxy uh, far, far away. away. Go. Yeah, long, long time ago. Okay, let's talk about offensive line again because I'm psyched about the offensive line. I really want to talk about. uh, But but it's got you excited. It's got me excited. I'm excited for this. Um, I think. Look, I know we've talked about tackle. I know that that people still think the Steelers are going to target a tackle, and I I think that they probably will. The question being where in the draft. But the thing is, when you have strength in the middle of the line, it actually helps the rest of the line. Um, 
you know, Chooks and Dan Moore could be better simply because they have more um they have more strength in the middle. This is this is a this is a line that's starting to be built up to to hurt people. And and I enjoy that. Uh that makes me that makes me I'm not saying what you said. It makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> it it flips your trigger, it tickles your pickle, it floats your boat, whatever you want to say. Uh, you know, uh, so Malo, 60 starts. He's been in the league here seven seasons already. He's 29. His birthday is one day after mine, Brian, October 29th. Uh, so he'll be 30 season, which can still be young for an offensive lineman. Can be. Six, four, I mean, look. Well, 6'4", 303. 6'4", uh, Road grader and a guy that's apparently going to be missed from all the things you see yep. or read with uh, any of the Eagles press. And I've heard a lot about it because I'm out there, you know, I'm, I'm right outside of Philly. So, you know, it's, uh, there have been people who have been talking about it. Uh, look, it, there's risk involved with the, with this guy because he's had some injuries, but you know, I, I think he passed his physical. It's all good. You just go from there. Um, and, and I'm going to be optimistic about it because if he is in good shape, if he is healthy, it's an upgrade. It's not just a little upgrade either. It's a big upgrade. Oh yeah, he was largely regarded as the best guard available in free in this free agent class, interior offensive lineman. And the Steelers may they may still be looking of these visits and some of the guys are having dinner with and the pro days and whatnot that we're really going to get uh, deep into starting next week, uh, heading into you know now we're running the bases to the draft. Got kind of an idea what they might target, but I don't know tackle. Are they really like? It seems like they're kind of all over the place. They are looking at centers too, so it's hard to say if Mason yeah. Cole's job's even safe with like a. It just went what John Michael Schmitz, I think it was. They just uh, oh well, they're going to do their due too. diligence because oh, there's going to be guys available down there at eighty and one twenty that they're going to have to take a hard look at. Um, I if they if they go tackle, I think they do it somewhere before eighty. If they don't, they don't. Um, and I think it all will depend on what they see as the value at the at this position they're drafting at. You know, if 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 there is a stud tackle that is there and has fallen for whatever reason, I think they might grab him. And if they don't, I do I think they're gonna grab a tackle at 17? I don't. But I think 32 is a good potential landing spot well, for let's, one. Let's talk about that. Uh, like how long ago was it that we said? They last drafted was that um, uh, Marvell Smith or 477 years ago <laughs> before, before the existence of contact yes, sports before for, sports existed except for Greco Roman wrestling, throwing, uh, you know, whatever, <laughs> maybe golf, maybe golf's been around that long, but yeah, it's not a contact sport. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, 474 years ago, it probably was. Dude, golf, <laughs> and I'm no. This is gonna get me some hate. This will this will fire up the comment. Golf is barely a damn sport. Okay. <laughs> hey, you know what? It's kind of funny because I was bowling the other day, and I'm not a bowler by any means. No, I'm I'm actually freaking terrible at it. Uh, I'm not so great at golf either because the clubs are too short for my six foot five frame. And I never had a custom set made, so I just never really got into it. Not to disparage it, but it seems like those individual sports are always the ones that if it's not a team sport, people are pretty much like crapping all over it. Golf, bowling. Well, um, let me just like bowling, bowling. I, I'm okay with bowling. Why? Cause it's a big ball that you could throw at people in the, in the lanes. So I'm okay with bowling. I know. And it, plus bowling, you're, are you you're, you're bowling, bowling are you and trying to kill pins. When I bowl, I want to break a pin. That has been my goal my entire life. All I want to do is break a damn pin. So there's violence in bowling. I like it. There's no violence in golf. I don't care how hard you hit the stupid little white ball. Is there's no violence. Now, a buddy of mine, he I know I'm we're totally off topic, but I'm going to go down this road anyway. He comes up to me the other day and he says, I said, he said, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm going I'm going to go play uh, you know, disc golf today." I'm like, "Play disc golf." It's like, "So you're going to throw frisbees at a damn pole." <laughs> He's like, no, they're called discs. I'm like, it's a frisbee. <laughs> it is a frisbee. I, it's a frisbee. <laughs> I know someone that was really hardcore. There's like leagues and stuff for it, man. Disc golf. The, the new one's pickleball too. Like, you, you, do you do the pickleball? I don't even know what the hell that is. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Let's not get into it. Okay. That's pat but, the, the whatever. 
I had to tell him that's I said. So what you're doing is you're just going to go be lazy for an afternoon, which is fine. If it's if you're entertained by disc golf, that's fine. Go play. But don't tell me it's this big sport thing that you're going out to do. And you're going to be I'm going to be so exhausted after throwing my disc around. Yeah, whatever. Well, the only thing that gets you exhausted with golf is if one, um, you actually carry your bags, which even as a youth, when I was playing, I, I still, I had a wheeled cart thingy apparatus for my, my golf bag. And then, uh, um, and then drinking out of the back of the cart. So those are the only thing, things that are really uh, alcoholic beverages, the adult caddy, beverages. The guy who carries the bag actually gets more of a workout than the guy who's golfing. You don't have a caddy if you're like me or you playing golf. Though. I used to be, I used to caddy. My brother used to caddy. I've helped. I've helped on yeah. occasion. My my one good friend, that's how he used to make his living during the summer uh, at the country clubs. It was pretty cool. Mike, uh, by the way, Mike Adams, the last tackle, probably taking the highest 2012 over 10 years ago, pick 56 overall. Marcus Gilbert, the year before that, 2011, pick 63. And this is the reason you've been bringing this up for various many years. I'm going to keep going down the list. Craig Urbic pick 79 and let me see what year was urbic 2009 um let me see who else we got here trey essex 93rd overall 2005 max stark 75 in 2004 uh let's see kendall simmons 2002 he doesn't count uh guard uh man i'll tell you marvell smith Pick 38, second round go. of the year 2000. Yeah. Yeah. So I was right. Marvell Smith, it had to be. I'm um, still going through 98. They took a guy, Chris Conrad, 66th overall. Uh, Paul Wiggins, 1997, 82 overall. Anybody remember Paul? Jermaine Stevens, last time they had a first rounder. Here we go. Pick 29, 1996. And I want to say, hold on. Uh, we've got maybe one more Leon Searcy. That's who I was going to say. Oh uh, yeah. Big Leon. Okay. Uh, as a, also a former Jacksonville Jaguar 11th overall in 1992. And that'll pretty much that is from the cower area on through Mike Tomlin's era, two first round picks. And they were both taken 92 and 96. Not very many, not even like top 50 picks in that whole list, except for Marvel Smith. What they there. do. They just no, don't. It's, it's just, very rare. Um, and it doesn't matter. It's not like that's all Kevin Colbert regime either. That's just the way yeah. that if they ever given out big contracts to an offensive tackle, really? Not I mean, that I think I can, I can't remember any time them. I mean, Alejandro Villanueva was probably one of the bigger contracts they ever gave to big, an offensive yeah, tackle. Big, big, herb, big, but not big yeah. is like, yeah. not like the, is that a top 10 NFL contract even? No, uh, no, it's that's not. That's the position? They're not breaking so. banks on those things for sure. No, no, it's like, odd because like they will put that money into the guys that have to beat beat the tackles like a drum, like TJ Watt, Woodley, Harrison, you know, yeah. go down the list for years, the years and years and years and years. They know the guys that go at get after the quarterback, but the guys oh, that yeah. protect them off the edges, nah, forget it. The uh, seventh round pick, seventh round pick will suffice there. Uh, so Dan Moore, your job very well may be safe because the Steelers well, like maybe. their third and fourth round. You know, L this is this is what Ben Roethlisberger would call being cheap. <laughs> it's that's exactly right, and and but, to be all to be because fair, they spend it everywhere else. Yes, it's that's that's an area. It's not a position that they have traditionally placed high value on. Um, you know, and again. As we've seen, things change. They were very, they've been very active so far this offseason. They've done a lot of stuff. You never know. Maybe Andy Weidel and maybe Omar Khan place a higher priority on a tackle than than regimes yeah, of the past. I was have. wondering. Very possible. Look, here's the thing. You know, unless you're getting the guy in the, in the draft, and I'm not. The more I look at these guys, I don't know if there is a the guy. No, I know no, everybody yeah. is in love with the, the Northwestern kid, but I agree with you in your criticism of the one mock and I don't really care. I drafted him because he was there and I had a million picks, but I agree. He's probably a guard and not a tackle in, in, in the NFL. He might play a little right tackle at some point, but I think he ends up a guard. So then like, it's, it's Paris Johnson. It, it's, you know, the Georgia kid, it's the tenant, you know, the other guy, I can't remember where he's from Tennessee. Maybe I don't remember. 
Um, uh, Broderick Jones from Georgia. Yeah, Broderick Jones Ant- from Anton, Georgia. Anton, Anton Harrison. Harrison. And then Dewan Jones, DeJuan also Jones, a Buckeye. Yeah, they're Ohio State. Yeah, guy. yeah. I, look, there's going to be one of those guys at 32. There could be one of those guys at 49. Um, not Paris Johnson. Not uh, Broderick Jones. But one of the other two could fall that far. It's possible. Um, so I the earliest I think I see them taking a tackle is, is 32. I just think they're going to put a higher priority on a, on a much bigger skill position at 17 um, than they are going to be on a tackle. That's my gut feeling. Yeah, I totally feel it. They're looking at wide receivers too. They could go defense. I th- I think a defensive back it might be. That's where that's everybody was where originally. I think they're going to go. I, I mean, I haven't wavered off of that. I think they're going to. I think they're going to draft a defensive back. Yeah, and I mean, everyone was pretty, before free agency. They're all in love with Joey Porter Jr. And it seems like all of a sudden that's dissipated. Some, and some of like, us, some of us still oh, are. Go get. <laughs> they're going to go get Dan Moore's replacement. I'm like, man, they might not even draft like a dude. Like they might get a four, another fourth round tackle that's going to be like damn more or worse you know what i mean and again like you said and we've said many times before it's not to say that i have some confidence still that dan moore is an adequate enough player yes. because having had five different guards start next to him and then we don't know exactly how good or bad kevin dotson was last year and did you did they have anybody else they could really put there to find out and if you people stick on things from like the preseason you know what i mean they see somebody yeah. get beat or something like that and it's like okay he had kendrick green next to him because kendrick green imagine imagine what i'm about to say but in the context of knowing it the way we know it now kendrick green was competing with kevin dotson for his starting job last summer yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. Yeah. Spent a lot of time on his so, butt too. <laughs> yeah, he sure did. I mean, so yeah, I'm a, I'm agree with you. Everybody thinks that the uh, a generational player, but there's more than enough of them that feel shorter arms and whatnot that he's going to play guard rather than tackle. And it looks like the Steelers are 100 set. I mean, if they go after a center on top of all of this, what do you think Mason Cole is going to play now? They're going to be overloading, overloaded between their with their interior offensive line and their guards and if stuff. They, if they draft a center, it'll be lower in the draft. It'll yeah. be well, it'll be 49 80 or 120. And if they do, he sits a year behind Mason. Yeah, and what do you say before when we were talking about centers a couple of years ago? It was very rare for the year that they actually took Kendrick Green for what like four, maybe even five to go in the top 100. It's usually three. Yeah. So they very well could be somebody sitting there with that third round pick that they I'll just plucked you. right off that roster. I yeah, kind of like the, the idea of maybe at 80, they take the kid from North Dakota State. Hey, I'm not going to disagree with that whatsoever. I'm going to be pretty much happy with whatever they do in the draft because they're in some really great positions to get the best player available. Right. I'm, I'm not saying what Zach said, but he's right. They Let's just put it this way. They they have flexibility. <laughs> they do. They have flexibility. Um, I, I mean, we're just going to be sitting there tortured. It's going to be nice to have that top pick of the second round. Yeah. And have to wait overnight through the next day and talk about all of the great players that are available and which one are they going to take. And then they're going to have like a dozen or so picks go by and then get another one, baby. That's going to be fun. It's it going to be a blast. And, and like, you know, to tie this back to the show title, what do I think Omar Khan's best offseason move is be, is doing the things he did to set them up with complete freedom in the draft? They're, they don't have to do anything. Correct. They are not in a position right now where they must draft X type player at this pick. They can pick who they feel is the best value. If they want, if they need defensive line help, which they, I, they clearly do need defensive line well, depth for moving here. forward. Right. So if they do, and and by the, I love the Larry Ogunjobi thing. Love it. I'm ecstatic. I'm thrilled beyond thrilled that they got that done. Even is that he, the best move? Is that his best move? I, I, um, between Somalo and probably, um, uh, bringing Larry Ogunjobi back, I think they are because I think both sides of the trench is desperately needed an anchor like both of those guys. I, I, I think that, um, those are probably the two best moves. I mean, look, the, the Patrick Peterson signing doesn't, uh, move the needle a lot for me. I like it. I think. I think more than anything else, it signals that they're going to look to find a young defensive back that can be groomed and isn't going to be forced to have to start right away. Um, but you know, it doesn't it doesn't make me go woohoo. 
that's their guy. And I get it. It's, you know, a la Joe Hayden being signed or, or pulled in late in his career. Um, I hope Patrick Peterson has more than two years left um, and is is playing a top quality thing. But I also think that they will use him the, in the best ways they feel they can, which could mean he moves into safety some uh, or plays, you know, multiple positions. It's all possible, right? I, so yeah. I don't dislike the move, but it's definitely not the best move of of what he's done. Uh, I think as far as the signings, I I would rank Ogunjobi right there because even though he played hurt a lot, the guy played. He didn't produce a ton of sacks, but he was a a just a beast on that side of the line. Um, and it you know it was decent quality play. Um, and with Tyson Alulu getting older, with the, the injury to uh, Warmly, you needed that stability uh, within that defensive line unit so that you didn't feel like, oh, God, I got to draft a defensive lineman high because we desperately need a guy. Yeah, and then force him to play like week yeah. one, uh, a rookie. And, you know, speaking of the trenches, we uh, passed over uh, mentioning uh, another guy that was added on the offensive line side, a LaRaven Clark. Yeah, that's because I'm not saying his just name. Mentioning I'm it. not saying it. I'm just going to call him Clark. Clark. Hey, Clark. Hey, Clark. Hey, Clark. Hey, Clark. Hey, Clark. That there's an RV. <laughs> oh, Clark. Oh, Clark. Um, I mean, again, I think it's a good signing. Is it a great signing? Is it a big deal? Um, no, I like Herbig. I like the Herbig, Herbig Her, whatever his name is. I like Herbie. that signing. Her, Herbie. Uh, I like that <laughs> signing slightly better. But again, it's depth. Um, it keeps them in a solid position if, if somebody does get banged up, just somebody does get hurt. Yeah, and I mean the Ogunjobi thing. And the reason I like that too is because I still, I, I, I'm in on Demarvin Leal still. Oh, so a big time, yeah. absolutely. So I mean, like being able to get some guys that can uh, imagine they draft another one with these top three that could be in that rotation, be young, and you got like two, like real young bucks ready to just shore up whenever Cam Hayward or Ogunjobi might be down the road two years, three years or whatever may no longer be in their uh, heyday or maybe, you know, retired for that matter. So I like that. And even more so, Brian, uh, there are some folks that are like, oh, well, they're put, they keep putting edge rusher, like these third round edge rushers and stuff. The likelihood of finding another Alex Highsmith the same way, I don't think is very likely. No. Uh, I would like that if they were able to do a deal and extend them, I mean, a 14 and a half sack season precludes like, hey, if I could produce like that again, I'm going to get like a pretty big payday and Hopefully that's something that could fit in the budget. I think with the offensive players, not all coming up for big contracts and stuff like that right now, just yet on the horizon, that's something that they might be able to do. They don't have, they're not paying a quarterback 40, 50, $65 million or whatever as a cap hit, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So that might still fit in there, but if they can get something done with Bud Dupree and Jerry Dulac was very much a smart ass in his reply and saying, no, yeah. nothing was offered yet. But I, I think Jerry is uh, very plugged into knowing that something is, is there. This um, is this is my take. That um, would be that would be one hell of a signing to encap. It wouldn't be the biggest signing, but it would to encapsulate everything that's been done. Oh. It would be the cherry on the top, man. Look, I you know I never wanted Bud to leave. You know that I know that. I have said all along, if Bud comes back, as long as he understands his role, I think that can be great. And here's the thing, Bud Dupree is not. Um, either one of those guys that they've signed as edge backup guys. Who was the guy two years ago that had a fit and whatever, and we had to give him to Kansas City? Uh, he who shall not be named that wore eight, which is a goofy number for a linebacker. Yeah. Uh, Melvin Ingram. Melvin Ingram. All right. Yes. Bud Dupree doesn't have that attitude. He's never come off that way. He's never he's never portrayed himself as bigger than ever than life in in the sense of that he's much more or has always seemed to be much more of a team-oriented guy sure he went and tried to get paid everybody's going to try and get paid right you know and if the Steelers had been able to offer up the kind of money they felt was necessary maybe they would have but he also has an injury history I don't think he's he's built to be a full-time player at least at this point in his career I think as a backup, as as the stopgap, as the third guy in the rotation, he can play either side. Um, it, it, I've, I said it when when we thought he was going to get cut. 
I said if they bring him in and he knows his role, I think it's a fantastic addition. Yeah, I tell you, uh, and it's hard to not get excited uh, with because we always talk about you can't have like all star. All we just remember that hit on that Miami there. quarterback. That's all. That's it. It's like oh, Whoa, that Matt was Moore. Bud Dupree. <laughs> Matt Moore. So yeah, Ryan Tannehill was already out and then that was Matt Moore. And that was, uh, Adam Gase was the head coach then too. Jeez. <laughs> TJ Yates ended up coming in. Um, and then, um, uh, Harrison was, was in on that too. Harrison <laughs> had a strip sack. I mean, yeah. you talk about that, that, that game was cold as hell. Uh, but Antonio Brown taking it to the house, left bell with all the rush yards. I mean, that team, that was a team of destiny and that sucks. And uh, so was the 2020 man, yeah. the 2020 team where Bud ended up getting hurt and Bush got hurt. And it's just, oh, say what you will about Bush, but I think that just derailed his well, career we have, as well. That's a, there's a segue for you. I know. And I'm right there. So you clean house there, man. No more Robert Spillane. No more guys that can't run or stay healthy or, you know, as much well, as I love Miles I Jack. Know. We know about you know. that yet because both no. these guys have been injured, but. But there's a little bit of difference with a bone versus a you know a muscle, especially yes. like a knee. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about two guys with knee problems with Miles Jack and with and, Devin and Bush. Devin Bush, yeah. So look, it's it, very it clear difference. that Devin Bush's value was not sky high. I mean, the best he could get is a one-year deal with Seattle. I know it's a prove-it deal. I get it. Maybe he will. I know that that somebody out there, some 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 ponti- pontificator out there, was like, "Oh, don't sleep on Devin Bush, in Seattle." Gotta come back and have a hell of a year. You just wait and see. Good I don't. Him. I if he does, <laughs> yeah, great. I don't. I don't. I just don't think he's that good anymore. And I don't think he. I think the injury took a lot out of him. And I just. I don't think he has the confidence to do the things instinctually that he used to. I think he always there's something nagging in the back of his head because um, he's always a step off. But I wish him the best. I don't wish him any ill will. For sure, I like Holcomb. Uh, that they, I, but the guy from Miami, dude, the guy from Miami, and I know he was from the Patriots first. That we don't dude, mention that part. That dude is nasty. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's a thumper, man. And I mean, it, I, it's still a guy that can send on a blitz. I am so psyched. I can't. I he's. I don't even care, right? I don't even care whether you know he. He just needs to hit one guy one time. And he's, I'm going to find a way to get him on that damn linebacker's helmet. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Did you get Bush on the helmet? Bush is on the helmet. Bush is on the helmet. I mean, it's more than fair. Did you get Jack by any chance? I, have I don't not, think Jack's fine, did he? He, yeah. I, you know, I just basically said no. He did. He did a signing with uh, with our friends at uh, TSE, uh, but it was a private signing. So you ah. have to mail in what you wanted. I don't mail that helmet in. No, I wouldn't. That that's a tough that's a tough sell there. How many how many uh signatures do you know off the top of your head or you, an I think estimation? There's eleven on there now. I mean, you know, the only one that's missing that is I have and I have in a separate helmet all by himself is Kevin Green. Because I, I missed a chance to get Kevin Green on that helmet and then he, you know, passed away un- uh, kind of surprisingly. Uh but I, I have a separate Kevin Green helmet. So I'm it's like I'm covered. But TJ's on there. Lambert's on. I mean, everybody else is on there. But there's all eleven of them. <laughs> all the important guys, anyway. Oh, the majors, like all the Clark, like Clark Hagens. No, Clark Hagens is not on there. <laughs> the, the one that's missing that I need to find, but he never signs. Potsy. Yeah, yeah Potsy. I had a feeling, but like Jason Gilden, Greg Lloyd. Jason Gilden's on there. Greg Lloyd's yeah. on there. Uh, yeah. Debo's on there. TJ's on there. Uh, Alex is not on there yet. But again, he hasn't done a public signing recently. And if I find a public signing, I'll get Alex Highsmith on there too. I'm just gonna have to give a shout out to to Sam of the Highsmith clan there. Dude's awesome. I love that guy. And, and and he'll hook you up maybe. Um, but yeah, the interior of I uh, they'll add a linebacker, I think, in the draft. I, they will without a doubt. And Mark Robinson. And Mark Robinson. He's gonna get some PT, I think. Yep. Uh he got some just by virtue of the guys not being able to play whether it was performance or injury at the end of last season, he got two starts against uh, the the Ravens and the Browns. Yep. And those were two run oriented teams. So they weren't afraid to put him out there. And as far as his coverage skills and the same thing with like Roberts, 
you know, the professor in the back room said the great thing, a great thing the other day, and it kind of reminded me of a comment I saw. I don't think it was in our comment section. I think it was on Twitter on one of the Steelers main posts or something. And they're, uh, they're saying, Oh, well they should have drafted, moved up to draft Devin white instead. I'm like, they moved from 20 to 10 and everyone thought they fleeced the Denver Broncos to do that for Bush. The guy that was left over. We weren't sure which one was going to be there. Maybe at 10, they weren't going to make it from 10 to 20. We knew that much, but name somebody besides that. Even Devin white doesn't fit into the category of coverage linebacker. There's Tremaine Edmonds, maybe, maybe Maybe. like there's not a lot of guys right now, the way these offenses are set up to attack the defenses that are just roaming around the middle, middle of the field. I mean, we, I think we talked about this before, at least uh, myself and uh, Zachadonia, um, Ryan Chazier. He was in pursuit a lot of times too. It's just that's a weakness. When you get a linebacker in coverage, that's a weakness. That's all when you put him on wide receivers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, I mean, t- and a lot of the tight ends are just big wide receivers anymore uh, because they're fast. They're, they're sneaky. They, they're, you know, it's hard. It's, I, I pity those guys, you know? Oh yeah. And it's not like uh, the rules are set up in favor of defense. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you know God. I mean? like, so like I, th- none of that stuff concerns now, me because of everything ahead. else that they've done. Right. Yeah. The secondary. Say, there's, there's, there's a couple more signs. No, also. Is there two more that we have to talk about, or is it just the last one? The well, one I mean, we happened. throw in Patrick Peterson, of course. Yeah. Um, and then it was all the talk John of John Wick. Didn't... We signed John Wick. We signed John Wick. When? Tianu. We signed oh, Tianu. Oh, oh, that and, one. And as far as I'm Keanu. concerned, that's John Wick. Baba, we signed Baba John Yega. Wick. <laughs> the Baba Yaga. Be yeah. seeing you, Brian. The Baba Yaga. The Baba <laughs> no, Yaga. I'm not I'm not over the moon. It was they brought KZ back. Yes, they I'm did. very happy about that. And then when I was thinking they brought KZ back and offer him a two-year deal, I'm like, where does this leave Edmonds? And it probably leaves Edmonds where the reason he signed with the Eagles is because there was some backdoor conversation about, well, you're gonna take a reduced role this year, you know, and that's where I was starting to feel KZ might be a starter, but everybody kind of like just filled in that gap and including a little bit of sound bites here ourselves was, well, Patrick Peterson might make this conversion and play safety. And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, that's not what they got. Uh, no, exactly. He might do some when they do yeah. some of their very unique, different, uh, you know, lineups in the back, in the back end, but no, that's not why they brought him. he he. They brought him to play a corner position. Exactly, and yeah, I mean they yeah. still got Witherspoon and Wallace, and whichever one wins the other job, and Peterson will probably be a primary guy. Yeah, and uh, they still have Arthur Millette to play as your nickel corner. They're not hurting there. And then uh, through all of this, everybody just overlooks that there's Minka Fitzpatrick there. You know what I mean? He's just he's just hey, look at that guy. You know what I mean? Not nothing nothing big to mention. You know, uh, just just good old Minka. But whoever you put next to him, okay, that's great. But now you add, okay, everybody else is like Keanu Neal. Oh, well, he sucks in coverage. And, you know, the Cowboys tried to make him a linebacker. And great. That's the Leonardo DiCaprio, like the the once upon a time in Hollywood deal. And it's the meme. He's pointing at the TV. And it's like, yes, yes, the hybrid player. It's like that. Marcus Allen, dude, that you never heard yeah. of and won't hear of again. Um, that's what you need him there for. And that's what he's going to be. He's going to be depth. Well, he can't stay healthy. He's not going to be a starter. In fact, no, not depending be on the draft, depending on the draft, you still got Trey Norwood. You yeah. still got Miles Killebrew as a special teamer. There's times this team is only kept four safeties. Dude might not even make the team. So Absolutely. let's not count our chickens before they hatch. But I'd like at least bringing in somebody, former pro bowler, a dude that was like, really good it lived up to his draft pedigree for the most part his first two years in the league with atlanta and has a ton of experience hell yeah welcome aboard dude Absolutely. he's still he's younger than casey he's like yep. 28 i think casey's 30 now so it's like uh yeah that makes a lot of sense this isn't like a he's got you know, miles on the, his tread is, yeah. is is worn he it, he doesn't have you know the full whatever quarter inch tread that they want went on your tires but he is I, I I don't even remember who it was. I just remember he blew the hell up out of somebody um, in a in a goal line situation and just st- stomped the crap out. I mean, just blew him the hell up. So I'm glad he's here. <laughs> yeah, 
I mean, it's a, it, this is totally, when I was looking at that list and we were talking about what we, the angle that myself and Flash took was we we're looking at all the extra free agents that were available that were safeties. And it was, well, would you rather have Edmonds or this guy? And obviously, I think we would have rather had Edmonds over yes. Keanu Neal. Um, but we were on a KZ back and we weren't making that type of comparison. When you looked at the rest of the list, it was kind of slim pickings, but I'm looking and I'm like, well, there's a former first round pick. I'm like, that's totally the type of Mike Tomlin move. The only reason I didn't blurt that out here for the general public to listen to, to be completely honest, he's, what is this, his fourth or fifth team? I'm like, that's not usually when Tomlin and company pull the trigger on a yep. guy with that type of draft pedigree. It's got to be at least the third team. You know, it, otherwise, I think they feel they're damaged goods, so to speak. So it's like a Tyson Alou, for example, or Joe Hayden or something. It's like, Fucking him fresh off the team that it didn't work out with. Well, Joe Hayden did fine with the Browns. He just was banged up here or there. Yeah. And I, I still, I'll never, I'll never understand why they got rid of him. To be honest, uh, it was just that was they're a gift. Browns. Yeah, of course. Sorry, Charles, <laughs> but they're the Browns. They are, and they will always be the Browns. And it's just um, when you take a look at this, I think the secondary, you can, you, everything we just said, you could say, okay, there's a deficiency here or there. Patrick Peterson's old. Levi Wallace and Witherspoon are not the greatest, but Okay, we've just added Joey Porter Jr. Insert him into this depth chart or insert, let's say, uh, what, Christian Gonzalez or insert uh -huh. uh, Brian Branch in, into this, you know, scheme. That changes your whole outlook on the entire thing, man. So it's like, yeah. I, I like the way they've positioned themselves because it's not over with yet. You just went, by any means. you like just went into your inner Jack Nicholson there, man. Oh, did I? You uh, did. You're like, meow, yeah, yeah. You had your whole, like, little inner Jack Nicholson was coming out. I was waiting for you to be like, <laughs> you know, uh, all dull, all play, all whatever, all all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. And I was going to be where, like, well, nice to see you this week, Joe, those, but I'm out of here. <laughs> where does he get those, those things? <laughs> or where does he get those wonderful toys? See, I'm a Joker, 1989 Batman, Jack Nicholson. That's my... I think that's my, uh, whenever I think of Jack Nicholson, that's top of his game, what I'm thinking. So not to disparage anything else he's done. He's done lots of great stuff, obviously. Uh, but yeah, uh, lots of, lots of quotes. That's a very quotable movie too. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? I'm not going there. Ask that of my subjects. So beauty do you, do you, and the do you really, beast. Do you really, do you really ask them? If that. If anyone else calls you beast, slit their throat. <laughs> That's great. But yeah, man, Brian Branch. I mean, the safety group isn't, I don't know, like it's, totally. It, it's not the high, the biggest. Nah. No. Just like, ta like, just like you said with tackle, there's a couple of guys and tackles are always a premium. Teams are always looking to oh, pull yeah. the trigger on them and use their draft capital to, to protect their quarterback, of course. Uh, so it's like, you could see like, uh, there has to be a tough decision there with that first pick for them to be like, okay, tackle. It's not just going to be, okay, the fourth best tackle is still on the board. Let's take that guy. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like safety. It's kind of like Brian Branch. And, and then I think that's it. Yeah. There it you go. Off a cliff, He'll so. go in the first round. I'm oh, yeah. almost positive. But that's that's the only safety I see going round one for sure. Um, there could be as many as five corners that go in round one. Um could be. I'm not saying will, but could be. Well, that's um, why I think corner would be a bigger target is just based on the 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 dearth. Yeah. Word. The dearth. The, the yeah. well, yeah, once but once you get even past getting a 32, yeah. there might not be one of those guys. May not really be one of those guys 32. left. That's right. There but, may not be one of those guys left at 17, to be <laughs> to be fair. Um, but you know, it is there's just a lot of vol volatility about where things are gonna happen and, and whatnot. All I can tell you is at 17, there's going to be a player. Whether and 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 to, to tell you what I think they'll do, I think they're going to go defense. I think it will be either a corner or a defensive lineman. But if the right wide receivers there and they can't pass them up, maybe. But they just don't draft wide receivers in the first round either. That I is come just not those, those one other of those two. Things. Those other two second round picks are just screaming like, yeah. Uh, I don't know if the UNC kid ends up down there or Addison ends up down there or the, something, the but there's is, still, uh, there's still enough. You know what there, there is? 
there's a lot of Deontay Johnsons in this draft. There are a lot know, is of that guys. Good or a bad thing? It's not. It's not a. It's neither one, right? They're quality <laughs> receivers, but you got that guy, <laughs> and you don't need another one of that guy. So, just there's there's a, a it's it's really hard to say. There are a couple receivers in this in this group that I think if we're there at 17 and that was the best player, I would jump on. Uh, there are definitely guys in this group that if they fell out of the first round and were there at the beginning of the second, like, look, if Jackson Smith and Jigma is there at 32 <laughs> yeah. and you don't take him, I will maybe burn my draft hat. Um <laughs> <laughs> Nice cap. I got mine and I knew I just, I was like, Brian's probably got his. And we went to fire up. I'm like, I use SOP. I got my draft like cap. A, I got my draft shirt. Like <laughs> I, I, I'm going to have draft day on the damn screen, 24 hours a day, seven days a week until the draft happens. Getting myself draft day is such a, it's such a, you know, if somebody would just go, well, actually they did, but they got uh, Deshaun Watson instead of actually just the guy on the post-it card instead of doing what Kevin Costner did. <laughs> Well, you know, then, I mean, that's that movie is my inspiration for draft mock draft insanities. Which, oh yeah, you know, that's coming know. soon. Hopefully, hopefully we figure Maybe out next how week, to do we'll it. We'll get one or two. Oh, yeah. uh, don't worry, I'll I'll help you. I have the, I have the know how. <laughs> you have the technology. You can make me yes. better than I am. I make you better. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> bigger, faster, stronger, and better. You can't, you can't make, I'm I'm pretty big and I'm not fast, <laughs> but I'm pretty strong. So you know. Uh, don't make Brian angry. He'll just be, uh, he'll just get a bigger just, headache. But yeah, yeah. like quit, like you were saying, like Quentin Johnson. Okay. TCU, Jackson Smith Boom. and Jigba. That guy's Zay, there at 17. Boom. I'm done. <laughs> Zay, Zay Flowers, Boston College, Jordan Addison, USC, Josh Downs, UNC, Nathaniel Dell. They did just look at Nathaniel. Was it Nathaniel Dell? They just went and saw it too at Houston. Yeah. Um, and then like, then now you start to get into some of the smaller school guys. Like you were saying, 6'1", 204. Uh, uh, Rasheed Rice, like SMU, and, and some of the guys are looking like third rounders. Like, there's the the one kid, Tyler Scott from Cincinnati, 5'10, 177, Parker that's Washington, Penn State, 5'10, 204. They're all, like you said, in that type of category. Not that that's a bad thing, but they they drafted Kelvin Austin last year. He was the yeah. third fastest player in the draft. If uh, his injury didn't um, derail him or any of his rehabilitation, then he should still be a really fast, slippery dude. And he had hands in camp. It, you saw in the regular season the type of throws where, okay, Kenny Pickett, um, I think he has better accuracy than some guys. But, I mean, Kenny Pickett was like, the third in the pecking order during training camp. You have Mitch Trubisky throwing wherever the hell it's at. He's like spraying like a guy, you know, um, that has like, I don't know, a shotgun versus like an actual. That could have gone in so many bad places. Oh, spraying all over the place. That's a, well, that's the way I picture Mitch when he drinks. I don't want to know. That's that's tamer than where you could have gone, but it's okay. Yeah, but you know what I mean. It's like Deontay Johnson is like uh, he is almost like breaks his neck trying to make one of these catches or something. Oh yeah, because the ball is not where it should it's, be. It's yeah. Wild. And Kelvin Austin was doing this same thing in camp, and the same thing with Mason Rudolph, and and then uh, Kenny Pickett doesn't have the biggest rapport with any of these guys. And Austin got a lot of reps because Deontay was doing his little quiet quit on the side, trying to get a new contract, trying to get an extension, so he wasn't fully practicing. So it was like I was very disheartened that he didn't get a chance to show his goods last year. So don't forget he's still there as you know part of this. And myself and Flash will be talking a little bit about this. And I think we're going to actually go down some of this more of this list. I don't want to bite off more the one I'm going to leave to chew for him. So um, yeah, the Steelers they have the picks that they have. They could add more. What if they trade back, Brian? And where do you trade back from? I think they'd trade back from 32 before they'd trade back from 17, personally. But it's not to preclude if somebody does a pick swap with that first rounder and gives them like a late third rounder or something. You've got all these new picks, uh, compensatory and the, you know, the minority hire. I don't know what it's called. They got there like will, some. There will almost certainly be calls yeah. at 17 that are mm -hmm. that offers to trade back. There will be offers to trade back depending on the corners that are there, depending on. The defensive line that's there depending on the edge guys who are still around right depending on the tackles that are still there there they will have the opportunity to move back if they want to and they probably will have the opportunity to move back in small jumps multiple times if they wanted to 
and pick up picks all along the way, whether they're this year's picks or next year's picks. They will have those opportunities. The question is whether the opportunity is worth missing out on the player that is there. And that that is where the question mark comes in. So, like, okay, you're sitting there. Let's say Joey Porter's there at 17, and whoever's at 19. I can't remember who's at 19. Um, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, who also needs a corner, by the way. But let's say Tampa comes and says, "Hey, we we want it. We'll we'll give you something really nice and tasty to move back two spots." What if it's what if Joey Corder and uh, Deontay Banks are both there when you're at 17, and you're like, "Well, okay, probably one of them would be there at at 19 because maybe the Bucks, you know, Tampa Bay really wants Joey, or maybe they really want Deontay Banks. Whatever, you know what I mean? There's options that are going to be there because there are going to be teams that have needs." that are going to be there at 17 that aren't going to be there at 19 or 22, like with Baltimore in all of these simulations. And I've run now I've run, I don't even know how many, but you know, let me just, uh, if there are any young children looking right now, turn the camera off for a second. Pro football focus. That's for you, my <laughs> friends. Um, <laughs> Dude. I, w- it was so funny. You tweeted that out to it. That was uh Brian was saying they're number 11 with these yeah. two double birds. Yep. And I went on there that, that was the, that earlier that same day. And I was like, wait a minute, this is behind a paywall now, yeah. like a oh. mock draft simulator, like the whole simulator isn't, but to do any to customization do anything, of it. Anything. Yeah. Even if you want to speed the damn thing up, I think you got to pay for it. Even if you want to run it twice, because oh, if you run it once, that's your limit for the day. So screw you PFF, you yeah. PFF. Fuckers. <laughs> um, I'm out on you now. You're and plus your simulation stunk. Like I, I it broke all the time. Freaking guys were falling into the fourth round that should never have been there. Your it was dumb. Your simulation's dumb. So then some other company, I don't remember who it was, Pro Football Network or something. <laughs> yeah, they threw it at me. They're like, oh, break ours. I by the way, I did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it was already broken. No. Yeah, theirs is not. It's not quite Pro as much focus. fun. Let's be real though. Pro Football Focus trying to charge for something that really wasn't even that great of a product to begin with. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, come on. I get it, and I know why they did it. It's because those videos. I, 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 this is me being very vain and assuming everything is about me. Uh, <laughs> but they did it because I posted those videos and made fun of their stupid simulator, and they're like, "Fine, you can't use it anymore." <laughs> Yeah, I was looking at the draft, um, you know, like the value chart, right? Yeah. And the Steelers are sitting at uh, 950. I'm going to pull this up. Give me a second. I'll put it on the screen for those of you that uh, are watching the video feed of this, but I'll at least uh, let those of you listening. So pick 17 is at 950. Okay. Uh, Tampa Bay, 875. So you've got 125 point difference. So even if you try and give like away, what's Tampa's uh, 29 isn't enough. That fifth rounder, they're going to have to give something a little more, a little more juicy. Where else is Tampa Bay on this list? Third rounder somewhere. Uh, I don't want to give anybody like any seizures from, okay. So pick 82 two behind uh the Steelers pick 80 in the third round that's 180 so there might have to be like another pick swap as part of that like you know what I mean like uh well, I, and I'm gonna both tell you. first rounders a third then the third for the fourth or something like that in order to make it equitable this. yeah it doesn't even need to be equitable look I'm yeah. Omar look my friend Omar just listen let me come in close Omar listen if somebody wants to move in the position you'd uh, screw equitable S- just Stiff them. Get on the phone with them and be like, "I want my damn picks." Do the do the Kevin Costner on his ass. Don't like. I don't want it to be fair. It needs to be imbalanced in the favor of the Steelers. If if Tampa Bay wants to move up two spots, fine, fine. We'll take nineteen and next year's second. That's like it needs to be non equitable. <laughs> I like that. Hey. Look, look what he did with Chase Claypool, my friends. Say no more. There you go. Yeah. That's, Please uh, them. Yes. Please them. And you know what's fun about this, too, is that I'll bring it up one more time. Between uh, pick 17, 950, and then 32, it goes down to 500. Uh, so it goes from 950 to 590. Just flip some digits there, the first two digits. That's quite the... Um, 
That's almost cutting it. Well, not quite cutting it in half, but you're getting there. About 60-40, right? So uh, behind that, then it starts to go like 10 points, 20 points, or whatever. So pretty much if anybody's in this back end of the first round wants to get up to 950, let's say you're Dallas. You got to go 250 points. You're looking at a third rounder no matter what. And Dallas's uh, pick 90 is uh, 140 worth uh, in value, 140 points there. So that might not be enough to get it done. Uh, it's going to be a very interesting, very interesting draft. And we'll see because everybody always talks about, oh, we'll just fall back. But right behind them, okay, you got Detroit. I think Detroit isn't. I don't think they've got corner on their brain right now. I think they're. Depends they on might what be happens set earlier in the draft because they have that, another pick. That's true right? too. So, uh, yes, sir. They are um, six. at pick six, yeah. so they could always move. There back you go, too. pick you six, corner. <laughs> yeah, but at seventeen, I don't think people are getting desperate for a quarterback. I think the oh, big no, names no. should be should be gone. Although, it's going to be probably a defensive be. player. Listen to me or here. Tackle that Levi kid. Uh huh. Oh, Le- Will he's, Levis. Yeah, that guy, he's an idiot. He's going to fall. Uh, he may fall all the way out of the first round. I'm telling you right now, he's not. There's going to be three quarterbacks for sure in the top 10. Um, and he ain't going to be one of them. <laughs> no, I totally am with you. And I wonder where this, I wonder where the insanity stops eventually with the quarterback position. Not only the amount of draft capital that's used for it, reaching up, and then also the money spent. And these trades that have happened, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, I mean, say what you will. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. 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 Aaron Rodgers. Well, it's still not official, but they're just. They're going to get it done. They're going to get it done. Eventually. Yeah. It makes you wonder, like, what is going on there? But I'd be excited to see it. So, I mean, Detroit, Tampa Bay, Seattle, uh, Los Angeles Chargers, Baltimore Ravens are the five right behind the Steelers, Minnesota Vikings, Jacksonville Jaguars, New York Giants. So, I mean. That could all be that could be some interesting stuff there. There's some there might be some teams there with a few extra picks. I mean, the 49ers uh have the 49ers don't have anything, I think, in the first two rounds, period, on kind of like at, when they went and got Trey Lance. Yeah. And um they most of theirs are those re, re, the, what's the word I'm looking for here? Resolution. Can you listen uh, to this. Just J2C, listen to that scenario. Whatever it was. 49ers yeah. give up all of all of the world to get Trey Lance and the way it looks right now, they start next season with Brock Purdy. Oh, and, and just to, all the idiots who passed on Brock Purdy, even including the Steelers. Although I'm not going to say that Brock Purdy, I mean, that could be flashing, I, like Nick Foles playoffs. See you know what, what I mean? next year looks like Jimmy yeah. G looked and like a savior from- in the world playing half a season. Um, and I everybody thought he never. was the king of king of beans. I I am not. He, never, he didn't even in. throw as many passes as Mason Rudolph has in the NFL in when on when he went Purdy. to the Niners. I'm I was not never in on that guy. I was never I in on to... Garoppolo. Well, neither was oh. I. I'm just telling you, I'm not in. I want to see a full season with defenses planning for him, and then I'll say, okay, yeah, they found a diamond in the rough. Right now, they found a kid that that is that played a decent uh, set of of, of games. Yeah, um, even Duck Hodge has had a little bit of success yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. Right? There you go. But let's say in the 49ers without a first or second rounder, they have three of these uh, 2020 resolution JC-2A selections, which is like the minority coach hires. They have picks 99, 101, and 102. <laughs> like They got three or four in a row, which is pretty crazy. And there, there's, a, there's a few teams out there that do not have anything in the first round as well. If I had to guess, I'm just going to say the Rams right off the top of my head. It's got to be one of them too. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, the Rams, they've got, uh, they don't pick until 36. They've got two third rounders, 69 and 77. Uh, Raiders got all theirs. Chiefs got theirs. So I'll have to get more in depth with this as we go through some of the drafting things. The Texans have pick two and 12. Uh, the Lions have two. I think the Seattle Seahawks have two on kind of the Russell Wilson trade. Yeah. Uh, Bears have two second rounders, 53 and 61. They've been maneuvering around. Uh, they might get a little aggressive too. You don't know. I don't know what they would go after. And that's what it all has to boil down to. Like the Atlanta Falcons have most of their original picks. They're pick eight and they're like at 44. Who needs to move up and get ahead of what they might think the Steelers might take? That's what it all 
boils down to we're up against it my friend we got this in we're actually more structured than we thought we were going to be just talking just talking ball it's good to yeah. have you back man i'm fun. I, you know i miss being on the show i miss uh i miss people yelling at me in the comments and tell me i'm an idiot uh i miss all that stuff <laughs> all you gotta do is just show up those probably still call you an idiot you i was respond. busy I, I was i tried to give them little little clips on you know the the twitterverse there doing my little videos that i tweeted it out there but nobody paid any damn attention to that so <laughs> whatever the hell the terms are I, you know Twitter. these kids and their twitters and their tweets and their their grams and all that crap <laughs> TikToks, the TikToks, oh, I know. That's the out. snaps. I, see, I draw the line. There, it's like Snapchat, TikTok. No, um, that's just dumb stuff. Forget it. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, it's too much. I can't even really do Instagram to be honest. Like Facebook and Twitter do enough, and I don't. I'm not even on both of those one well, time I, every I, day. I think I have 400 and something followers on Instagram. I don't do anything. You don't post your bike. You don't post your biking. Follow me. I'm on the bike there. You only do that on Facebook. I do that on right. Facebook, and then they end up on Instagram because Facebook bought Instagram. <laughs> but you know, it's like it, I don't purposely put hardly ever. It, I don't think I've ever put anything purposely on Instagram, and I have 470 Instagram followers, and I'm like, why? Why? Let's blow. Let's blow them up. Let's get Brian. Well, let's get Brian's. Please don't blow give him me some up. Twitter with... followers. So I wouldn't mind Twitter on. followers. I mean, I got. I finally got over a thousand. But uh, you know, so I'm in that lofty air of over a thousand. <laughs> Social influencer Brian not E. Roach. Me. Clearly, clearly not me. I'm by, not so by the draft influencing hat. crap of anything. <laughs> <laughs> all right my friend well folks that'll do it for us thanks for tuning in wanted to get you another show at the end of this week i know it only been popping out like one here or there because i don't know what next week's going to look and next week's going to be crazy that's all i know so it might be a little bit later in the week before we get you some more programming but we will do so we're going to be headed into the draft and talking about some of the various positions and we already talked about like a whole bunch that the steelers aren't probably looking at anything like quarterback nope. uh Draft another punter. <laughs> nope. Actually, they won't. No, they're not going to do that. I'll tell you what's going to happen there. Uh, somebody that's a ca camp uh, casualty. In fact, the Broncos had just signed uh, some veteran player. If he wasn't already cut, Corliss Waitman, I think, could be on yeah. his way back. They did the what I roster. told him to do and drafted Drew, that guy from Ohio State. Told him to do that. Yeah, he did okay. I mean. Uh, but he's going to get better. You watch. Yeah, that's just their luck, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it, some of these teams, though, they've used like a fourth round pick on a punter in the past yeah, and haven't had it. Well, we did. What was Daniel Sepulveda? Daniel Sepulveda, I think he was, or fifth yeah. rounder, right? He was, he was, he was high, high for a punter. It was like, whoa, yeah. what are we doing drafting a punter there? But that, uh, but that was right after the years of like panic. panic mode where we had that guy who could punt the ball like, what, eight yards? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's every other season other than Sepulveda as of late. You know, Man, I mean, I he was you. the last good, uh, last good. Uh, I don't even uh, want to talk punter. about our big fat punter. Pick, <laughs> yeah, fourth fourth round pick one twelve. There you go. That's uh, <laughs> that, I think he might have been drafted higher than uh, like Kelvin Austin or even Dan Moore wow. for that matter. Like in that same category. But anyways, we're up against it. Let's put that's... a bow on the show. We'll talk to everyone later. Thank you for supporting Steel City Underground. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Leave a rating review wherever you may be. My name's Joe. His name's Brian. Until next time, I encourage everyone out there to be safe, be good. We'll catch you later. We would like to thank you for listening and remind our listeners to follow us on social media and our website, www.steelcityunderground.com.